0: For today's show and tell, I present my phone. It's made with glass and various metals I can't pronounce. It's powered by Xfinity Mobile, so my family saves big. Take a handout. Colin, what are these? I'm quizzing the class on the material. Switch to Xfinity Mobile and save hundreds a year with the best price for two lines of Unlimited. Just $30 a line a month. Visit XfinityMobile.com to learn more. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Unlimited intro service and Xfinity internet required. Taxes and fees extra. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage. Data thresholds may vary.
1: Welcome back to Prep's KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group. I'm your host, Dion Clisso, joined as always by Coach Harold Walmsgons and we are here in the Prep's KC studio, powered by Xfinity Internet, on a reliable connection for all your devices, even when everyone's online. All right, here it is, our last segment here in the Kansas. I'm bringing to bring in GoPowerCat.com's Ryan Wallace. And uh, Ryan, here we are. It's the what? I guess is it technically the sectional round? is what we're calling. Like it.
0: can we call it the quarterfinals?
1: It's the quarterfinals. Oh, thank you. Thank you, you because next week I can rail against substate. Um yeah. which is and the dumb thing that, that is. But now it's quarterfinal week and generally at this point you have got good matchups and and uh we'll do we'll just kind of run through the bracket. First off, let's start where you were where you were last week and, and what you saw uh, at the game you were at last week.
0: Yeah, so Bishop Miege and Aquinas uh a 14-7 Battle that I did not expect to be a fourteen to seven battle, um, I, you know Miesh was out, uh, at least one, if not two, of their kind of starting major weapons on offense, um, I don't, I don't buy into that a whole lot though, Dion, because I, I just felt like schematically and everything they had with the offensive line, they should have probably been able to do more. But also credit to the Saint Thomas Aquinas defense, yeah, they just came in waves and they were tenacious. Uh, at, at getting to the ball and and limiting any type of big plays, um, the Aquinas offense nearly gave Mieschum life there late, um, but but that's a that was a statement win for Aquinas and um, one that you know again it's it's nothing against Baser, Tongi, and Atchison that are, that are still left standing on the east side of the bracket, but certainly one that you know if if you're a, a betting guy you know certainly gives an edge to Aquinas to perhaps once again be uh, in the state championship on Saturday, November 25th. So uh, really impressive uh, showing from uh, Aquinas and, you know, now we get to see them back home, which is something that, you know, I'm not sure even they really expected uh, (laughs) in the quarterfinals to be able to host Baser Linwood. Who do you like in the West side of that class four bracket? Uh, You know, I think, well, Amigo, obviously having been there last year, has kind of been here before, and so you probably give them an edge on Wellington. I saw Wellington earlier this year, as a matter of fact, play Wichita Collegiate, and they're they're a fine, you know, uh, unit. But I, I probably would give it to Amigo uh, to get to get out of this round there, and then you look down uh, the bottom half of that, and I I think, and I think I said this last week. That to me is probably where your eventual West champion will come out of McPherson at seven and three and over central at seven and three. Uh, both of those teams have uh, really good athletes on both sides of the ball and they'll, they'll toss it around a little bit. Uh, I think whoever wins that game and I'm probably leaning. I probably lean right now for McPherson uh, I, to me, they would probably, whoever wins that game will probably come out of the West. and And like I said, Odds-on to meet Aquinas in the, in the state championship game.
1: Um, Aquinas still has Baser-Linwood this week, um, and they got a big win over Lewisburg. Impressive. Um, that ba- that Baser-Linwood team is kind of, you know, they bounce back. They, they start 0-2. Um, they win, you know, five straight and lose to DeSoto and then bounce back in a couple games here and uh, beating a good Lewisburg team. I, I think Aquinas
0: is definitely the favorite, but Baser's definitely proven that they deserve to be there. Well, and I'll tell you what, and he's a this is a kid that you know I, I learned a little bit more about over the summer at, at camps and combines, and he has gotten progressively better up until last up to last week when I think he maybe had his best game of the year. Caleb Scott has kind of been in his his big brother's shadow, Eric Scott, who's now with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and Eric was a tremendous player at Baylor Linwood. Caleb Scott might not be the collegiate prospect or the NFL type talent that his big brother is. But he is an absolutely phenomenal difference making high school player. And he's the type of guy Dion that if Baser can get him going, could potentially present a mismatch for Aquinas. They, the, Aquinas is a great overall defense. Um, but Caleb Scott's the type of guy that, you know, again, they didn't have to see that type of player maybe against Miage last week. They'll have to really keep an eye on on every move that Caleb Scott makes, both on offense and defense for baser. He's a really, really fine player.
1: Up on the other side of that bracket, Atchison, good win. They, they're backing up their record. Uh, big win over Eudora. Tong and Oxy goes down and beats Chanute again. Uh, I don't, don't think we're shocked there. This is a great game between Tong and Oxy and Atchison. I, I, these teams have played a decent amount in the postseason. Um, they've been in the same districts back in the old days, so they they know a lot about each other. Atchison, I think, is proving that even though we feel like their conference isn't up to snuff with some of the other ones, their conference teams that they played are better. Washington is right. better. Highland Park has been better. Um, Slagle is better. Wyandotte was a little bit improved. We know Harmon, even though they've got a long way to go, is improved. I think Atchison's showing that the the, the just the, even if it's just a small increase in skill of, of their opponents has helped them to get to where they're at right now. And I I would almost make them the favorite in that game. And they they are looking. Like they could be hosted a semifinal game
0: next week. Yeah, the, the question for, for me with Atchison, and it, it might not happen, but at what point, you know, being undefeated, having pretty much cruised through the bracket and most of the season this far, if they get tested, how will how will that team respond? Um, we haven't seen it happen yet. And like I said, maybe they're tested and they're undefeated for a reason and it, it forces them to rise up um what what happens when they face adversity will that happen this week that'll be the question is how atchison responds if and when they're finally challenged late in the game
1: yeah i think so all right let's move on to uh class 5a and you know we've got two teams i think that we all expected to be where they are at at, in blue valley southwest and mill valley um but taking on some teams maybe we didn't think they were gonna be taken on um shawnee heights i think was probably in that spot the way that bracket broke down but Topeka Seaman beats DeSoto. Now, we know DeSoto was down the the quarterback, and I don't know if the tailback played either. Hutchinson, the the other runner, Mm. uh, played as well. So, Seaman gets a win, 31-28. Seaman's a tough physical team. He's got a big tailback. Um, It's kind of the same matchup that that Mill Valley had with Spring Hill last week, but Spring Hill was down Colton McCann, so that changed things for them. Uh, This is another game, physical strength on strength, running game of Seaman going up against that tough defense of Mill Valley.
0: Yeah and I'm you know as a as a recruiting analyst too I look uh or I I know prospects right and so one of the prospects for Seaman is Calum Barda committed full scholarship to go to Kansas State flipped from Nebraska uh just watched him a couple weeks ago a couple weeks removed against Piper he's the type of guy that again I you know I talked about Caleb Scott he's the type of guy that could frustrate Mill Valley um the the Seaman Siemens a team that that isn't uh they're they're balanced, but they're not like overly dynamic in any area. but Callan Barda is the type of guy that can give them an edge if he's having a, an on kind of night. And you know, I was at the game against Gardner Edgerton with Mill Valley where Randy Singleton went nuts. Mm-hmm. And um you know, again, Gardner's kind of a, a tough opponent. You kind of got to load the box and that opens up the passing game. Uh, they won't have to do that against Seaman maybe as much. Although you talked about the big tailback, uh, but Callen Barta is a guy that I I would be interested to see how Joel Appleby confronts that and if they kind of leave a guy over the top to 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 go against him because you know in a blink of an eye he can get you uh, uh give you some cushion or get you right back in a game that you thought you might be out of. Then Blue Valley Southwest
1: and Shawnee Heights Southwest scores fifty six again holds Lansing to just six points. Yeah, that's one of their better defensive efforts. Shawnee Heights, fifty-six to twenty over Highland Park. Um, Shawnee Heights having a great year. This is a really good um, group that they've got. Group group of seniors. We talked with Coach Swift last week. This is going to be a test for Blue Valley Southwest defense, but they passed it last week. We thought Lansing might score some points on them, but this, you know, the, the defense of Blue Valley Southwest is the one that's really shown well in the postseason. On top of the offense, it's going to hang fifty points.
0: I was going to say it's. I mean, it's a good test for them, no doubt. But at this point how do you go against Blue Valley Southwest? Because again, you know, you're almost guaranteed to get what 40 plus on offense, 30 plus, let's say on a bad night. And now they're showing that, you know, not, you're going to have to you know try and keep up with them with a defense. That's allowing like a touchdown a game. Yeah. Um, they're, they're just rolling right now. Uh, I I've, I've been meaning to get out there. If the bracket shakes out that that might be a team that I need to go see in the semifinals next week. Um, just a tremendous year from Coach Oric. and at the same time, like you you said, Dion, uh, not something that we didn't expect. You you knew with the p- parts that that team had coming back, they could do this. But they, I almost want to say they've exceeded lofty expectations this year, and they 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 should keep it rolling again this week. All right, move on
1: to Class Six. We got Gardner Edgerson and Blue Valley Northwest. I think that that's not shocking to anybody. I mean, Blue Valley Northwest is a team that's played pretty well, and it won in a shootout over the South. Uh, Bryce Nornberg had five touchdowns, but it wasn't enough. <laughs> for yeah. Olathe South. Uh, the Blue Valley Northwest playing their best football. Gardner looks like Gardner. And then the other one, Olathe North and Blue Valley. Blue Valley defensively last week, they defensively, they're playing fantastic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at Blue Valley taking on the Olathe East team that we said was like the hottest team, arguably, on this side of the Metro at 6A, and they blanked them 17 to nothing. So yet again, we set up, I think it's like, I think I did the math. It's like the third time in five seasons that Blue Valley and Olathe North will meet in a playoff bracket. Uh, these two teams love to see one another, and it's going to be just an absolute slugfest, a fist fight. I'll be out at that one, and it, again, it'll be it'll be a defensive battle. Don't go out to that one if you if you are you know wanting to see touchdowns because I don't know if we're going to see very many. Um, but that should be a good one. And then, as you mentioned, Gardner Edgerton, Blue Valley Northwest, uh, two of the finer programs, I think, right now, just top to bottom with what Clint Ryder's doing, with what Jesse Owens is doing, uh, two powerhouse programs in 6A, throw out the records. That one's going to be really good. And for me, Dion and Coach, when you look at these two games, it's another one of these examples of and, – and don't get me wrong, I think the Sunflower had a really strong year this year. But this is another one of those kind of showings of two top dogs in the Sunflower against two teams that got ba- you know, uh, bullied around a little bit in the EKL. But did that serve them for this type of game? You know, are they equipped to take on, you know, a, a a big time favorite from the Sunflower and show them, you know, OK, we're six and four, but we've been battle tested in the EKL. Maybe we're a little bit better than you think. So it, it, it's, I'll be curious to see who comes out of either one of these games, because I think it could go either way. Uh, and it sets up a really, really good semifinal matchup no matter what, no matter who, who yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah I, I'm, a, I'm with you i think it's gonna be good no matter what ryan i have a quick question for you has the gardner quarterback met your expectations of what you expected him to be after 10 games oh no doubt i mean i i was impressed with him coming out of the off season uh and then he comes into this season and i was able to see him in person against mill valley i think he's become Braven Powell is the uh, I was losing my my uh the name was escaping me but Braven Powell is is the young man we're talking about and and I think he's come so far as a quarterback and he's he said to me coach that you know I I might not be a quarterback in college but I'm going to fight like heck to to be a quarterback first and then you know if there's a college that says well we really like you as a quarterback but we'd like you to move you to a safety that can happen cuz he's that type of athlete but I tell you what his technique and fundamentals have come so far as a passer and you're seeing that because coach owens and them are really letting him and, and coach delaney is really opening up that offense it isn't your throw it maybe three times a game anymore uh it, and i think that goes to show what kind of development he's shown in progress he's become as a passer he's a do-it-all quarterback no doubt it should be a great week of football uh, have fun and we will chat with you again next week thank you guys